Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. This is episode 21, and this is a continuation of our episode last week where we were talking about songs of summer. So please join us for our podcast already in progress. Anything else besides Umbop, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, a, I got a list of seven tunes. Oh, really? Um, Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. So th- these two I'm going to play together. Well, not, not together at the same time, but, but back to back. Um, two groups that are kind of not, I don't know, you can't really put them together, but they were together when I saw them. So the first group was a group called Little River, Little River Band. So here's a little track of uh, Lonesome Loser. So I saw them for the very first time at Jones Beach. So again, bringing back the memories of of a place and where I was, you know, CJ and I from Long Island, Jones Beach as a a music venue is pretty big. Um, And they were opening up for uh, a group uh, called So those two, I saw them maybe five years in a row. Every summer with my mom and my sister, we went to see Chicago and the Little River Band at Jones Beach. Wow. So just a, a really cool thing. And um, a, a bunch of those times after that, that show, um, I would drive to Maryland to see my girlfriend at the time. Um, she lived in Maryland in a little place called Robin Hood Village. Uh, and I remember listening to Chicago 26 all the way down there along with uh another another couple albums that i'll I'll play later on but i mean chicago and little river band i know they're not really like summer i I guess chicago you can for me anyway it's close to tower of power it's got the horns it's you know upbeat it's you know but it's you know a little bit on the older side you know (laughs) i mean 70s and 80s mostly but at the same at the same time that you're rocking out to chicago uh live i a nervous like sixth grader have uh and with the band playing 25 or six to four for our like spring show <laughs> and i have jammed my entire fist so far up the french horn that no sound comes out because i do not know how to play it and i don't want anyone to catch on <laughs> but man in the back of my mind i was rocking out to uh our our you know concert band performance of 25 or 6 to 4. That's awesome. That's great. It's so good. I, I didn't even know it was like a contemporary song. Like I just, our band director was like, alright, here, play this, play that, play that. Here's Chicago's 25 or 6 to 4. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it's just another band song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so while I was in Maryland, I found a group. Um, one of the kids there, he was big into uh, Irish music. Which I've never really gotten into. My sister is big into Irish music. Um, 
Where did I put them? Hang on. Wait, when you say Irish music, do you say like you you talking about traditional Irish music? Or are you talking about um, not really traditional? Okay. Um, like but I, so it, I mean, it's it's. I wouldn't call it Irish music because it's really from uh, from Canada, but um, <laughs> it's got that Irish feel and traditional yeah. Irish music along uh, Irish instruments. Um, okay. It's a group called Great Big C, um, and they've done a, a lot of really cool. Um, what's a good one to play to introduce people to? You know, maybe we'll do. Can you throw the Jeopardy theme over this while you're thinking? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> I will. <laughs> just a little, a little, uh, you know, yeah. add it in post. Just here it is. Yes. <laughs> so this is uh, this is a song called "Run, Run Away" by Great Big C. So a lot of them are, are based on like Irish drinking songs. So they've they've kind of modernized them and and they play in front of huge crowds, and it's just it's more like I don't know like teen teeny boppers are in the in the. So I guess maybe that's I mean, maybe I'm a teeny bopper. I got umbop and I got great big C. Oh wow! <laughs> oh. But yeah, they, they they've got some really good stuff. They did a cover. Um, um, uh, uh, End of the world. Um, by REM, which is really really good. That's another group, uh, REM. Yeah, another one that we forgot about. But here's yeah. a little bit of End of the World. So how do you feel? How do you feel? Because I feel fine. I feel fine. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. That's good. It starts with the earthquake. Birds, snakes, and airplanes. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurt with Listen to yourself. Turn more to the don't beach. Let me see your own beach. Speeding up a nuts. Speak but no speak. The light off at the clutter with the fear of right now. Fire in the fire. Up is in this other gang. Should the government for hire in a combat site? So just a fun group, and they, they do some just fun, like, drinking Irish-style songs. And silence. No, it's, well, it, it was just, awesome. Yeah. And I keep I, thinking uh, be first of the gimme games in the back of my head. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the horn section in the Chicago song had me thinking uh, be first yeah, of the right. I, I had Mighty Mighty Boss Toads on the braid. There you go. So what it, what's really funny too is um, I never really listened to hip hop and rap back in the day. My 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 brother did, and a few of my friends did, but it was just some, something I did not get into. So I would love to hear from people their 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 take on this. If you are a rap and hip hop artist, like what you you were interested in, you know, tweet us, message us through Twitter, whatever you want. You know, we can share it out. It's just I don't. I never listened to the genre. I'm trying to get into it now because I have friends that are my age that still listen to the music that they listened to back in the 90s. And I'm trying to 
myself get into it and it's 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 nothing against the genre it's just because i my ears are so used to everything else that when i put that on and which is really ironic because i would easily throw on an eminem album so i don't know where my brain has a problem processing some of this stuff but i it's just i don't know enough artists is really what it comes out to like eminem was thrown at me because he became popular and he was like right in front of your face so i got into it but a lot of these other artists that we would have not listened to back in the 90s or in the 80s or when we were growing up or whatever, I don't know their names to say, hey, yes, yeah, I would listen to that. I would listen to that. I know a few, but not not enough. I, you know. I, so chunking like memories out sort of chronologically, uh, like the, you got the songs you remember growing up because sure. you were a kid. Then you got the songs like, oh, you're a teenager. Then you're kind of hitting your 20s, your adult life, all that stuff. I remember kind of in the early 2000s, and I think Eminem is a good example of the the uh, boy band and the um, you know the Britney Spears and the Christina Aguilera's sort of starting to fizzle out. Um, where I think a lot of their lyrical content was sort of like very metaphorically suggestive, right? Uh, kind of sexualized. Right. Um, uh, but it's pop songs, right? It's, it's all love songs, just kind of ratcheted it up a little bit, a little more edgy, right. enough to make the generation past, like, say, oh, heavens, I know what they're saying. It's suggestive. <laughs> and I think Eminem is sort of like one of the examples that kind of crossed over onto the same pop stations, not being a pop artist as far as genre, but then, like, the real Slim Shady, uh, right. you know, kind of ushering in sort of like, hey, there's tiptoeing around these topics. I'm just going to come out and say them. And right, then, like, exactly. you know, people were really, like, clutching their pearls and shrieking. Um, but around that same time, I remember a lot of, like, Southern hip-hop becoming mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. A lot of Outkast, uh, Dungeon Family, yes. Yes. Mystical. Um, hey, Ya. Uh, well, yeah, that, that, even you after know? that, yeah, Hey, Ya. But that's even after I'm thinking, that. Like, but, the Miss, but like, Miss Jackson. Oh, right, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, time period-wise, yeah, absolutely. Or the Obadiah Parker, Hey, Ya. <laughs> oh yeah, Dick, I remember that Kyle shared that with me. That was hysterical. That's great. He hasn't done much in the sense of other albums, Obadiah Parker, but he's out there. No, yeah. Um, but it was just like I said. It's just it's amazing what influences you and why you go to a lack for a better word a certain genre or form of music because of who you're listening to from other people as well. You know, I didn't I didn't have a lot of friends that listened to hip hop. And if they did, they didn't really talk about it because the stuff that, that we talked about was more of the mainstream. What was in front of your face on the radio stuff, because that's what you listened to at the time was 106.1, 97.5, Z100, whatever those stations were for us back in the day. And, um, you know, you spoke about those songs that were on the radio that you were constantly hearing, though I had my group that we talked about Billy Joel a lot. And I remember when my friend was like, here's the Billy Joel album. I put all the top songs on it, you know, like burning the CDs. Oh, I got a CD burner. I'm going to put the CD, the songs on it for you. Like that type of thing. That wasn't you, Kyle. No, it was not. me. (laughs) (laughs) That was before you. And I, I think the other thing is at least when I was growing up and I I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, it was the new day podcast because they're hysterically funny. But Biggie, who is a wrestler, um, he was talking about he was his father was a is a is a preacher, a Southern Baptist preacher, and I forget what show he was trying to watch, but oh, it was all that on Nickelodeon. <laughs> but because it had 
like rap in the in the theme song. Yeah. yeah. His parents wouldn't let him listen to it. And my parents were the same way. Like hip hop, rap, like no, you're not listening to that. So I never really was exp- exposed to that sort of stuff because of that. And I think to this day I really don't I don't I don't associate myself with that and I don't look for it. And I think that's part of the reason. But we forget how far back it goes. That it's not just that hip hop right. that we know in the nineties. There's it. Right, there's right. there's decades of that stuff. It's just it's not oh, sure. as prominent of it. And I I, I cut you mm-hmm. off, Nick. I apologize. But uh, that's that's the whole aspect of it. I I Idlewild the movie that um that Andre it was Andre three thousand that was that was in the that's a fantastic movie, and and it just the whole concept of it is that like. It's like you watch it and you're just like, this is this. Is, and you're watching a hip hop artist do this genre of music. And because he's such a talented musician, you, you're at first, you're like, is this is this going to work out? Is the movie going to be good? And then like you watch the movie, it's like, it's really good. It's really well done. The dancing, the singing, the music and everything in it. And, you know, which I grew an appreciation for him as a musician, which made me listen to his music more. You know, so it's 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 your influence, like you said, it's your influence too plays a big factor. Yeah, I uh, we grew up in different parts of the country, but I feel like sure. you know our demographics and exposure uh, the culture probably not terribly different. I don't, I'm sure Long Island is much more diverse than rural Indiana. Um, you would think. But, uh, <laughs> well, well, so. Kyle talked about all that, but sort of that companion show, Keenan and Kel. Like, yes. I grew up in a very homogenized, you know, relatively predominantly white. Like, I had no exposure to black culture, to the experiences of like black Americans. Uh, and and then Keenan and Kel's on Nickelodeon. And even before that, there was a show, My Brother, My Brother and Me. And I think mm-hmm. for content geared towards people of my age young you know young or uh, you know young adults uh you know 10 13 year olds um having shows you know representing um black culture was was fairly new um and it wasn't it was accessible to non-black audiences like it, to to me not saying it was speaking for um people or their experiences but like Coolio doing the theme, the theme song for Keenan and Kel. I was like, that's awesome. And then right. Gangster's Paradise was big, and I'm like, okay, I love Coolio. I, this song is just awesome. Uh, not knowing until probably a year ago that it was uh, Stevie Wonder's Pastime Paradise, <laughs> but I Don't knew it mostly Amish Paradise. Well, I knew it mostly because for my first communion, I used the money I received to buy a cassette tape Walkman. And the cassette copy of Weird Al's Bad Hair Day, which had <laughs> Amish Paradise on it. Another popular yeah. song at the skating rink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, but then, you know, because you know, I grew up in you know, parents or, or family where it's like, oh no, 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 this is not, this is bad music. Like, they're not even examining lyrical content. Just like, nope, straight up genre, it's objectionable. Right. Rap, right. objectionable. In the early right. '90s, you know, when you have gangster rap, you know, a lot of the lyrical content was shock value. Um, not that I'm equipped to be an expert on the topic, but uh, that did kind of make it even more appealing. But then Coolio came out with like a gospel album. And I remember going to churches. So my grandparents went to like more of an inner city church. And um, that was sort of like some cultural experience for me. 
and then listening to yeah, I don't know, exposure to Coolio, uh, then segueing into a lot of the southern hip hop that became cool. I think a lot of suburbanite white kids an experience I am very familiar with, um, sort of became infatuated with and idealized uh, a lot of the. Um, I don't know, they found a lot of aspects of, like, the way this, like, gangster lifestyle was being portrayed. Like, they found it attractive, yeah. right? Talking, about, I remember Birdman, uh, Big Timers, talking about, uh, you know, uh, the Escalade. Like, that was just the coolest car you could have. And I remember a friend of mine's dad or something rented one, and we went to, like, a school dance in an Escalade. And, like, that was, God, you talked about that for months, uh, because it was just the coolest thing, but it was because you heard it mentioned and referenced in like these songs that were endemic to like a culture that you had no idea about, and in some ways probably misrepresented a lot of things that you were totally ignorant to. But um, all in the same country, all people having you know, yeah. uh, we all had our summer songs. We're all talking about them, but right. Um, seemingly coming from completely different worlds all all in the same you know the same area so it's kind of a neat uh, i didn't realize how homogenized my my experiences were until i grew up and met you know joined the military met folks from all over the country um different ethnicities different religions different just areas of the country meeting people i mean you guys experiencing 9-11 um not to like be real dour about it but like I mean, it, that's it, a, your experiences yeah. with that is wildly different than mine being in the, the Midwest. Right. Um, but it's, 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 it, that's what I love about this whole, I mean, I know streaming music is always that question of like, in the sense of business and people getting money and all this stuff, but the concept of the music being right there at our fingertips. And I don't, I, as much as it was cool to go and like go into a store and look at the CDs and see what came out and purchase it. I also love the fact that, you know, uh, two weeks ago we talked about Robert Randolph and the family band and Kyle mentioned that, uh, you know, someone, uh, an email came in for a list of uh, performers and we came up with Anna Popovic, Popovic, sorry, Popovic. And we talked about her last week and and, and we both or last episode or the episode, you know, and we both were like listening to her music almost for the first time on that episode. So that concept of, streaming music being able to search all the genres being suggested artists and going down that rabbit hole and finding these different artists that you know maybe they're 20 years back but now you're listening to them so uh, this whole streaming age has really opened up a great doorway to people to experience the different music the problem is and this is why we're here and what we're doing what we're doing is that you don't know what to look for because you're still going to the same stuff that you've listened to for years and years <laughs> and years. Comfort you know? is, uh, it's yeah, hard to branch out. Exactly. No, I, especially when it comes to music. I think it's very hard for people to branch out from music. Like it's like comfort food, you know, who has comfort food? We all have a comfort food. We all have something we want to like, I'm going to go home. If I want comfort food, it's pasta. That's what I grew up on. I want pasta. I want sauce. I want meatball. I want all that stuff. That's my comfort food, you know? That's your Italian ancestors. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's the same thing with music. Like as soon as something happens, you're like, oh, man, you're going to that comfort music again. And you're Aerosmith is gabagool from a station <laughs> wagon. <laughs> 
So it does. It that's funny. Right, kind of the big ones that that album came out. That's really a yeah, the, greatest hits with, with all the yeah, with all the, the, the first with all the number ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they really knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah, you said you had like seven songs. What else do you have? Was that it? Oh, I got lots of stuff. Take us more. through the life of Kyle as represented of Kyle. by summer hits. <laughs> um, this is just kind of one that that's always. I don't know why I associate it with summer, but. Uh, Stevie Wonder. I, I guess it's you know it's the upbeat horn section again, but but Sir Duke, one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, just unbelievable. And it comes from probably the, in my opinion, one of the greatest written albums ever, uh, "Songs in the Key of Life." So this is a little bit of Sir Duke. Of course it's a live version. Of course. one of the few songs i'm not a lyric guy and i know that you know listen to nick talk about all these lyrics like <laughs> i don't like i am not a lyric guy but like this these lyrics have always spoken because it always talks about it talks about how music is a language right and and then later on in the song he goes back and he pays tribute to you know it's it's about duke ellington you know it's it's a, it's a it's an homage to him and 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 the big band greats of, of back in the day so that's it's just one of those great songs Talk about a voice that lasts. Like his voice is still oh, sounds yeah. the same as it. I mean, sure, uh-huh. you know, but but we've talked about the voice and like he definitely his voice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So, Sir Duke, where are we going from here? Uh, I, I'm just gonna play this one because I don't know if you if you know this song. Uh, I'm sure Nick probably doesn't, but uh, let's let's see if people know this. One. No, I was gonna Shazam it and like try to goof you guys, <laughs> but I got monitor, like I got headphones on, so I couldn't do it real fast. Uh, I don't know, I'm assuming Victor Wooten. Uh, it is Victor Wooten. Yeah. yeah, a song called "Good People." Ah, oh, nice. Off his I, Live in America album. What a great album that is. I yeah grew yeah. up as a as a Primus. You know, when I was getting into like kind of that counterculture Primus, yes. punk rock, and so the bass stuff and uh, Victor Wooten was a big I think influence on mm. Les Claypool and I was just yep. like oh man this yeah those, those stinky bass grooves I do love them very much yeah so really great tune and then another al- album that I've I've mentioned once on the show 
um, Phil Collins' Big Band, A Hot Night in Paris. Uh, just a great, great album. Um, let me get to the... Let me scroll through the introduction part of this tune. But they did a cover of an average white band uh, song called Picking Up the Pieces. So again, for me, it's all about the horns. Like if it's got horns and it's upbeat, it's a summer thing for me. I have to say, though, some of my summers, especially the few that we knew each other, we did a lot. Of, it was a lot of this. It was a lot of like Live in America. It was a lot of Bella Fleck and the Fleck tones. And, you know, that that even though that was truncated in, in through a few summers, those were good summers. I mean, we had a great yeah. time. It was college time. We were mm-hmm. going, you know, it was we were in our 20s. So. I hate to say it, but that's like 20 years ago, you know, like it just, it, it's a, it's a easy to stick. So yep. uh, I want to share, I want to share music real quick. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, I'm I'll just going to, pl- I'll just play the song. I, I, I just want to play one song. I'm not going to even. Uh, I'll get here. rid of the Shazam it. Here we go. You, sh- you shouldn't have to. song right i don't know that song you don't know that song come on hold on let me see if i can get it to the the choral part Jamiroquai, Virtual Insanity. Virtual Insanity. Mm. Another popular skating rink tune. Yeah. And it's really funny. I uh, I played it. My son is very big into Michael Jackson, and he's getting into Daft Punk. He's five years old, and he's loving Daft Punk, so I brought up Virtual Insanity, and I he got up, and I got him dancing to Virtual Insanity. You know, and <laughs> and it's just, it's it's hysterical because... He's listening to these songs that I introduced him to the music like once when he was a child. Like when I try when I say child, I should say toddler because he's a child still. You know, once when he was a toddler, and like now he's like, I want to listen to this. I want to listen to this, and he knows the songs, and he knows the Michael Jackson songs because he'll be in the back seat, you know, lip syncing the words to some of the choruses. So I have to make sure he listens to the right songs. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, like even that just, uh, you know, I don't know. And he, apparently he's still putting out stuff. So I don't 
I haven't listened to anything new or he's remastering some of the stuff that he's he's done in the past, Jamiroquai, but you know. But that's a that song too. I'm gonna stop sharing, so if you have more to share, you can do it. No, I'm done. That's uh, those are all yeah. mine. But uh it's it's one of those things. Yeah, this was the Traveling Without Moving. Nineteen ninety six. That's wow. the album, yeah. I was sixteen. <laughs> you know? Nice. You know, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, the the music videos played a big va- factor. So even though like Ooh. I wasn't a huge MTV person, it's just those songs that you enjoyed. You wanted to see the music videos too, because you yep. wanted to see how they interpreted the music. Like his mm-hmm. virtual insanity music video is so straightforward. It's basically like a treadmill that he's on the way he's dancing and it's so well done because it's just so simple and You know, I don't know how the song's written, but the song may be written in a very simple way, too, but it's just Well put together and I you know, I think of it all the time (laughs) But you know he they compare him to the brand new heavies Which I've never heard of them before but they're you know and then they, they in Incognito was a, a you know Lenny Kravitz they they compare him to, mm. so it's just interesting too to see how they compare these, they compared him to George Michael like I don't understand how he's compared to George Michael but I guess he is in a sense or a similar genre yeah. or similar little area, Daft right. Punk is another one. Yeah. Yep. I wow. This has been an interesting. We took yes. uh yeah sorry we it was a long winding road there were so many. Themes. No it was fine. Uh, yep. That we could have hit on, and for for a split second there, my attention was slightly diverted. Um, a friend of mine just got a puppy, so oh, that's oh, it. if there's ever a reason, be... yeah, it's just like yeah. oh, I can't. I mean, I look, I'm doing a job right now. I can't be looking <laughs> at puppies, but you can't say no to the puppy. But no. no, you can't. No, you can't say no to the puppy. Totally. Yeah, I, we want to tie it up just a little bit. I'll kind of recap. Um, yeah. some of the songs of summer for me. Uh, that we talked about uh, some Coheed and Cambria stuff. Please, Kyle, edit out all these verbal pauses. Um, yes. Coheed what and Cam- was the album that you listened to? I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. The, the one that you talk about when you were listening to it. Uh, Counting boxes counting and box. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was their. It's probably one of their most popular. Um, I believe the the single was "Welcome Home." It was on Rock Band, which I think. Uh, catapulted it into popularity but again like cj said music videos also super awesome um i believe it's one of those weird like it's got a title and like a subtitle uh burning star four enough i'll 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 look look it up it's their third studio album um Coheed, big part of uh, some summer jams for me. Weezer, uh, big summer summer jams, kind of uh, later in life. Early years, going back to some of the Southern hip-hop stuff, big timers, mystical, 
summer jams. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a good a good spattering across my uh, uh-huh. my summers of life. Kyle, what you got some interesting ones for us? Yeah, so uh, Hanson's Mbop, uh, <laughs> Little River Band, Chicago, Stevie Wonder's Sir Duke, some Victor Wooten, of course, and Phil Collins' A Hot Night in Paris, and Great Big Sea. That's right. I, can we also just remind ourselves that back in the day they used to put out albums called Summer Jams? Oh, yeah. Remember the compilation of summer mm-hmm. music or what yep. was deemed summer music, which I think is hysterical? <laughs> I forgot about those. Right. You know, that, that um, might have been regional or I was just too young. I don't know if I remember. It, it's by no, no, honestly, it's possible. It may be like before you, you know, um, because it stopped at some point and then became like kid pop where they changed. Uh, well, the, so as a kid, I remember now the now. Yeah, album. Yes, yes. yes. That's essentially what I think it transitioned into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah, four yeah, got beat yeah, to death right. in my CD player. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 you know, for, CJ. What about you? Yeah, for me, I I I do go to the Beach Boys. I do go to the Bubblegum Oldies, where I listen to those uh, those those songs from the fifties and sixties, where you know uh, more more fifties. And but then I do go to the Aerosmith and all that you know great stuff that happened during the nineties. And but I'll always have my. Uh, it's always it's always Beach Boys. It's always Brian Wilson. I, I just I think very highly of his music. slide my brother's band in there but also Uiwaba is definitely the past few years has been one of those few playlists that I'll definitely throw up and listen to um, and just let the tracks fly because of because uh, of what they make you know good music good fun time relaxing enjoyable What if we each choose five songs and we'll put together a playlist in Spotify, Cobuzz, and Apple Music, and then we'll share that in um, in the show notes? Cool. I like that That's idea. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll gather them and we can send them out to you because you have a little bit to, a little, we have a few days to upload, right? 
Yep. Okay. And cool. You can stuff it like a cannoli into your <laughs> into your Bluetooth adapter for your car, and then get in the bl- and then get in the PT Cruiser and drive down the street with the windows. Open. Throw the top down yeah, in that convertible <laughs> PT Cruiser. <laughs> Put on your pinstripe suit. That's too funny. Um, cool. Uh, who's reading the the end 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 closing? I don't have it anywhere near me. Do we want to have Nick read it? If you want to send it to him, sure. It's going to go in the chat right now. Do you want to read that, Nick? Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Turn On The Music, the podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Twitter at Turn On The Music and on Instagram at Turn On The Music Podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the sunscreen the ice cream, the good vibes, and the warm rays, and always share the music. Gotta have some on the bottom if you want to have a band. Got to have a strong foundation if you're going to make a stand. The bass is a season of bass, solid as a rock. Yeah, it's a with the soul.